Hey, how, how's it going? Um, yep. Okay, welcome to another episode of One Like Equals One Prayer. Uh, I'm Josh Krause. I don't have a script, so I'm just going off my mind and trying to introduce things. Well done. Thanks. Thank you so much, Mark. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about gun control. Well, not really, but sort of. More importantly, we're going to try to answer the question, would Jesus own a gun? And uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to get on with it. Uh, let's see. So we've got introductions today. We've got joining with us. We've got Kevin Eccles. I and my chocolate-covered coffee beans are ready. Good. I, yeah. And Mark Thornton's here. I've had coffee! Meaning I will be awake and ready to talk in... Probably at the end of our recording you'll be Yeah, ready. at the end. And then we got we got Eric Latassi. He's here too. I'm ready to go. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Great. Good. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm excited. You guys, what do you guys think about robots? Wait, what? Like robots? Like, are you are you are you okay with robots? You don't like robots? We're gonna take over the world. Like, okay, let me let me preface it. I think <laughs> CES, that's Consumer Electronics Show, that was like two weeks ago. I was reading about it, and I guess everybody is like trying to make robots. So like Samsung, Sony, that is that's a big thing. They want to make robots. Like to do to like do anything like household. Like you want a robot that cleans your house. You want a robot that drives your car. Yeah, it's called a Roomba. Do you want a Roomba? A Roomba. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just saw my floors. Yeah, my way, floor, Roomba. Just saw the DJ Roomba episode on Parks and Rec. Yeah, so good. Highly recommend it. Yeah. What do you think, though? I mean, does like, I feel like the negatives outweigh the positives of having robots. Oh, never. Well, are robot. we talking about Asimov's robots, or are we talking about Bicentennial Man? Because uh, Bicentennial Man. Have you never cool. seen Bicentennial Man? Yeah, that's cool. that's okay if it's Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams. If it was Robin Williams, like, yeah, robots. Robins want to be human. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, robots want to be human. So what, okay. AI? But, that's Asimov? Yeah, Asimov, yeah. I feel like Asimov, never mind. Was that AI? Yeah, Asimov is robots. Maybe. They first start to just help out people, and then they start to realize that, and we ought to consider, which maybe this is for a different podcast, the three laws of robotics. But they end up realizing later, spoiler alert everyone, that the only way to help man survive and not have man kill other man is by keeping more robots in charge in charge of man and making sure man doesn't want to destroy robots or man destroy man. I agree. That's a great point. So here's the question. Are you saying this because you've read the Foundation prequels and sequels? I've read one Foundation book, and I've read iRobot series. Okay. Whoa. You're missing some key elements of Asimov's robots, and Josh is like, crap, this is not where I wanted this to go. (laughs) But, okay, so if you read the Foundation prequels and sequels, spoiler alert, there's kind of a robot in charge of the galaxy. And you don't know it. Is it the main guy? Uh, Not the one you're thinking. Okay, because there's the one main guy, like at the beginning, who's, it's a mathematical thing that he knows, mm-hmm. that he solves, and he, mm-hmm. he fixes the first foundation book that religion will help it take over. Selden. And Henry be, Selden. Yeah, Henry Selden. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Yes, good, I'm a good. You, we've officially bored and alienated every listener. Oh, actually, left. Okay. Very wide. In, in, in our defense, <laughs> in our defense, you asked us what we thought about robots. Exactly. Speaking of which, so this person, Kevin and I are experts. <laughs> this person came from the future. You can look, at, look it up. There's a few articles. Two people came from the future, and they brought one of the one of the photos back. Like you can see it. He has a YouTube thingy. Wait, what, you talking about Terminator? No, this is an yeah. actual article. 
Like, no, it's a, not. Look it up. There's an actual <laughs> article going on right now. No, no, it's not. A person came from the I, future? I'm not saying it's real, but I'm saying there's an actual article going on right now. I feel like this is a disclaimer for our podcast listeners that they should take everything we say with a grain of salt right uh, now. Yeah. Well, they should be. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, don't know why, anyway. I don't know why they're not. I don't wrong with Look them. Look this up. <laughs> Well, no, it was off of Facebook. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever read. Oh, sure it's real. Man. And this guy like edited his voice out. He's like, okay, from the future, so my friend you... got sucked into the computer, and he's so that. So when you say like article, Swedish. you don't mean article. You mean you saw somebody post something crazy on Facebook? It's a which website, is really not even notable. It's a website, and it's an article, but it might not be a credible one. I bet it's a Reddit of I, I bet it was the Russians. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. I just assume that everything on Facebook these days is Russian bots talking oh. to one another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't believe it because I am a big fan of Dostoevsky and I have yet to see any robot hopeless by having one glimmer of hope at the end of their talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just convinced. That the robots are essentially going to be what annihilates the human race, which is fine by me. I mean, I don't end up so... And they're just going to... The robots going to annihilate the other robots because robots are thinking, we're better than you. And then, like, maybe, like, uh, Canada robots... You're suggesting that robots are going to self-annihilate because they're going to develop robot racism? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I like, maybe Canada all of a sudden becomes a powerhouse of armies and, like, we, we didn't even expect it because they're so nice up there. I think robots have already taken over considering the fact that we're glued to our phones and the technology that they've already won. Well, that is not true. I'm going to look this up on my phone right now. That's right. We're going to cut this out. This isn't actually our intro, right? (laughs) Oh, this is our intro. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I guess we just awkwardly segue into news. All right, so um, yesterday, I guess, well, if you're listening to this, it's not, not yesterday, technically, because we're on a two-week delay for a release. For yeah, us. you should probably do But, yeah. So, uh, I think Valentine's Day, there was uh, another school shooting in Florida. I think um, there were 17 dead. Basically, I don't know how many wounded. Um, I thought there were 17 wounded, something like that. I don't know. There were that many fatalities. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the, the person that was involved with the shooting, we're not going to say his name because I don't like bring attention to stuff, people that do stuff like that, but he was not, he was a student there. I think he was expelled from the school. Uh, the weapon he used was the AR-15, which is actually, it's, um, it's a assault rifle. He, he legally purchased it. It's a semi-automatic rifle. I want to say it has, I've shot, I've shot one before for reference, not that anybody cares, but, um, I want to say like the mag size in it is like 15 to 20 mag ammo, like ammo per magazine. I don't know why that's relevant, but I figured I would include it anyway. Um, but yeah, I guess so because of this, the relevancy of this topic, uh, that's obviously happened and kind of, um, just a tragedy that's occurred there. We thought it would maybe more relevant to talk about, um, the question that we had, we had thought of questions. One of the questions we had was, was, uh, if Jesus, would Jesus own a gun? And along with that kind of the idea that, um, you know, should should Christians own guns too? I guess you can kind of lump that in there as well. So um, I guess if anybody has any opinions on that, obviously now would be the time to talk about that. So what do you guys think? Leave a comment, would, email us, send us hate mail. Don't worry about the rest. Would Jesus own a gun? Why or why not? There's a diff, there's I feel like there's two two different questions. One is would Jesus own a gun, and two is should Christians own a gun? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, hopefully. Because my answer might be slightly different for both. Sure. You want me to start off? You go ahead. If somebody start, yeah. Should would Jesus own a gun? No. Should Christians own a gun? Depends. Are you doing it out of defense or for? For, I mean, I would even say mostly no, unless you hunt and you actually eat all of the meat that you're eating, and then I might go, yeah. Or perhaps if you think that shooting skeet is a fun thing to do, and in which case, yeah, that's fine. If you're a collector, no. I think there are better things to collect in this world. I suppose I should collect like good gun collecting or like head collecting. Yeah, so what are you talking about? People do have collect guns and have oh, gun yeah. cabinets. Like I've, okay. I've been to places, people's houses that do that. It's a big thing. Yeah, it is. Um, you're probably wondering why. Well, that yeah, be... I and mean, that's that's probably the next question. Why? Well, I, I mean, I want to say why. Why wouldn't Jesus own a gun? I guess would be the next question. Why would he not Jesus own a gun? Yeah. Well, first off, I don't know if you are a Christian. <laughs> I guess you kind of believe that Jesus is God. So would, why would God need to own a gun? That was my first question. Like, <laughs> for what possible reason would Jesus need a weapon? If he can, like, he, he, is, he is God, there's nothing he can do with a gun that he couldn't do without a gun. So for that reason, it just doesn't make sense for God to own a gun at all. Correct, yeah. Like, it's just not necessary. Like, if the disciples, when they said, hey, Jesus, you know, that town didn't welcome us. You should call down fire and brimstone from heaven. Jesus didn't say, well, I'd really like to, but I don't have a gun. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it's just kind of a, it's, it's a weird question. Well, then would one of his disciples have guns after Jesus died? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about, so, okay, so maybe Jesus wouldn't own a gun. Uh, and I'm going to use a verse here just to play devil's advocate. Go, I'm going to completely take out of context. Uh, well, actually, yeah, two verses that comes to me, comes to my mind. He tells the right. He tells the disciples to sell their cloaks and buy a sword, at least, right? I'm not mistaken there. And the other verse that I can think of that a person might say to in defense of that was that he says that Jesus said he came not to bring peace but the sword. So the sword, a sword. And I obviously those are probably taking being taken wildly out of context. But I am I am playing the devil's advocate. I'm saying that that's what some some people would argue and say against or rather for ha- having guns and being a Christian or with Jesus would own a gun. Obviously that question's ridiculous, like Jesus would own a gun, but in response to those verses specifically, what do you guys think? Read the whole text. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> context is the context. You read the whole context, that'd be my I think this is like the the height of systematic <laughs> theology of taking one verse and setting your entire doctrine on it. I almost won a debate in high school just because it took one verse out of an article. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like that's what we do, right? Like, you make a Facebook post, you have about 12 words of a quote, and you throw it up there, and you see what sticks. You Jesus know, like, says drink wine. And it, it, it's one of those things where... One like. Like, if you're willing to take things out of context, you can have an infinite number of arguments for all sorts of positions, and you can make the Bible say anything you want to. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it gets you in trouble uh, with some church traditions. But most of what I, I do with Scripture when I'm reading it is I try and make sure that what I'm interpreting this verse as 
make sense in the wider picture of scripture, right? Like the Old Testament kind of makes sense. If you read the Old Testament, like Joshua, when they're invading and like putting to death entire cities, you know, like it would make sense then if that was all of the Bible that you would want to go buy a gun because while Joshua went in, he invaded, he took the cities and took the land from the unrighteous. He killed them all and he took their stuff. Awesome. I should go buy a gun so I can do that too. You know, this is a tool that is godly that I'm supposed to use to defend myself. Um, except that you look at what Jesus actually did while he was here and it doesn't line up with that at all. It's a completely different story. You know, like the one time Jesus was there and somebody used a weapon on his behalf, Peter cut off the high priest servant's ear and Jesus healed the guy and then told Peter to put away a sword. You know, like that's the only time that somebody uses a lethal weapon in Jesus's presence. And that is the one reaction we have to go on. And so you kind of have to interpret all those other verses about swords and weapons and attack. And, you know, like you have to interpret all of those things and somehow make them cohesive. And you have to make them make sense with a God incarnate who is not interested in violence. I wanted to piggyback on that because Kevin's right. And I wanted to say that that whole scene of the sword, I mean, first off, look what Jesus did. You have God who comes down into the version of man, humbles himself, and instead of killing everyone, because we all deserved it, depending on your theology of atonement, he dies for everyone. That is not the same as we're seeing that we're asking here, right? That's not, obviously Jesus went on a gun, and if you're a Christian, let's keep going further here. So you have Peter who cuts off the ear of the guy. Right. Then you had the first letter of Peter, First Peter, in chapter 2, where he talks about, basically, because I think, well, there's scholars that debate whether or not what's in Rome, not important, and if whether or not Paul actually wrote it from Silvanus, not important. What's important is you have a letter attributed to Peter that says that we ought to be nonviolent, that ought to says that we ought to suffer for the good, even if we, and it's better to suffer righteously than it is to suffer wrongly. And what he meant there was, and I'm not even trying to interpret the text, because he says it in the text, that if you're suffering wrongly, that would be me committing a wrong and then suffering, but doing it in good nature. No, he says you ought to do right and then suffer your con- you know, yeah. for being right. So Meaning that if you do the right thing and somebody wants to punish you for it, you should bear the, that suffering gladly. And he talked about violence. Are. So to me, I'm like, you have the same guy who cut the ear off who is saying that. Right. So clearly he already has a Christian statement. In fact, and of course he believes it. Why? Because he wouldn't die for a made-up idea. He died for the fact that Christ died and rose from the dead. So Peter has a good point. And then let's look at the Old Testament. You have Amos, this prophet, who is accusing Israel and all of their neighbors who are taking pride in their military and that they have all this strong force behind them. And he's saying, look at you guys are screwing over your neighbors. You're screwing over the helpless and the poor. You are killing people because they had land that you wanted. And he says, what you're doing is wrong, and God's not going to stand for it. Which, lo and behold, we're like, well, maybe Amos was an idiot. Or you can say, oh, no, Babylonians going to come in and wipe you out. Which Babylon tried to do. And they pretty much did until we got Persia. So you can't tell me, as a Christian, that 
yeah, we ought to own two swords, because Jesus said it in one line. You have to pretty much get rid of probably half to two-thirds of the Bible and theology. You may as well make Jesus not a suffering servant at all. He basically died for white sins, or he died for the NRA sins, if we want to get even more technical, or he died for the sins of people who deserved it. Okay, so why do you, why do you guys reason he said that? Then? Or why was that? What was the point of him saying that or commanding that? And what was the reasoning there? It's like having the armor of God doesn't you, you don't like the whole armor of God when it's explained in uh, when it's explained Ephesians. in the Bible Ephesians. I knew it started. I couldn't think of it, but in Ephesians when it's explained, it's not. It doesn't actually mean you have to have a sword. It doesn't actually mean you have to have a helmet. It doesn't actually mean you have to have a shield. It, it explains yeah. that. Yeah, but I get that. But I'm talking about the context of where he tells them to literally go and sell their cloaks to buy two swords or whatever it is. That's, I'm talking about that specific context. And I see you guys getting out your cloaks. So I'm assuming you guys are looking up the specific passage. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just make it right. reference it. Correct. I, I didn't want to make sure. Before. Right. It's in Luke 22. Is it? Yep. I actually brought a Bible. What? What? Why? <laughs> Why? Why did you bring it? Put it on your phone. Yeah, okay? that. So, I, only re- I only use this whole thing for just one verse. Just for this time. <laughs> this <laughs> this is, that's all you bought it. This, this exact verse. I bought it specifically for one verse. Okay, go on and read it. You want me to read it? Yes, read it out loud. That you way. Want me to, I'll start at verse 35. Oh, what? Oh. Wait, how many verses is Why it? Do are you I have the to contract? 35 to 38. My gosh, guys. Okay, 35. I can, I can deal <laughs> with three <laughs> verses. I guess it's four. four. It's an inclusive Five. Verse, uh. Whoa, four? No, we're, we can This do is three. after he predicts, uh, Jesus predicts <clears throat> Peter's denial. Where we all know that the cock will, you know, crow three times in for denial. For we all know, everyone knows. Uh, purse, bag, and sword. So he said to them, when I sent you out with a pur- without a purse, bag, or sandals, did you lack anything? They said, no, not a thing. He said to them, but now the one who has a purse must take it, and likewise a bag. And the one who has no sword must sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you, this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was counted among the lawless. And indeed, what is written about me is being fulfilled. They said, look, Lord, look, here are two swords. He replied, it is enough. Okay, so, I mean, a couple things from that context. I mean, if you read that context there, it seems maybe like... If you're just reading it, I mean, obviously, I feel like this is what people use as the major argument to self-defend, only a gun, what have you. Um, Are you saying so it's wrong to self-defend yourself? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to figure out, okay, and so basically, back in the time, obviously, a gun is, like, equal to a sword or whatever back then. That's that's their version yeah. of a gun, whatever you want to have it. Um, so, I mean, if... if if we're saying Christians aren't shouldn't probably own guns, or maybe it's questionable if they should own guns, then why is Jesus there at that point saying, "Hey, between the twelve of you guys, at least two of you people need to be armed and carrying arms to well, the point like, where you should you should sell what things you own." But he required. But he that. also he mentions right off the bat when you guys when I sent you out with nothing, did you lack anything? No. So then he's commenting right after that, but now the one who has it has to take it. He's almost talking like they're burdened by having the items themselves. Okay. Or the one who has it has to take it, the one who... It's funny because it reminds me of the comment, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Right. Because me, personally, like, if I go out with a friend to an arbor or something like that, and I know they're carrying, I I know I'm safe. Because I know if something happens, I know for a fact, I know someone's going to have my back and defend me. Like, that's... 
I'm not. Is it right? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you this is this is from my experience, mm. especially going to Detroit and stuff like that. This is from my experience when I'm around him. I know I'm protected. I know I'm safe. Like same as in a church. If I know someone that has, if I know someone that has one, like that that carries one of the Christian friends that carries, it's the same. My same. My thought process is the same because I don't like to like judge because my friend that I hang out in Arbor sometimes they're atheists, sometimes they're not, sometimes they're different religions. It's just the fact of the simple matter is that I know he's on my side. If something bad happens, he's there. And it countless times talks about, like, um, uh, like Jesus sometimes mentions that, probably not a lot, but sometimes how there's wars and there's fights and there's things going on that we need to defend ourselves. So, like, my question to you guys is, is like, I, we, we could have segued this into children. But um, uh, not to say this, but if I, if I had one of my, my children, if someone tried to rob my house with one of my children and I had a gun with me, or like a bat, because I make the joke, if I ever, when I get a child, I'm going to buy a gun, like, because, you know, i got to protect my child. But the simple fact of the matter is, is if a robber comes in and has a gun, what are you going to do? Like, uh, are you going to take it? Are you going to let them take whatever they want? Because obviously I'd probably help them at that point. I'm like, dude, if you want to steal anything, you probably need more than I do. The Xbox is this much. Get my TV. You know, like, yeah. like I would probably help them. But if they try to come after you, Try to harm you or your family or something. Yeah, I'm not saying that we need the gun to shoot them. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm specifically saying is... What else is, is it for, though? Yeah, no, yeah, okay, why else would you hold like, gun? Well, I, right, I, but, I want to piggyback, though, back to where you said that you hung out with a friend and that you felt more secure because he's on your side and therefore you feel more comfort. Yeah. I mean, first off, I mean, that's kind of basically why our country feels so great about itself, which it's not. I mean, we're killing right. ourselves more than terrorism is. Uh, secondly... I would say that I would not feel comfortable if my friend had a gun on him because I know my friends, and while some of them are mature, you never know when they're going to start being a dick and also and do something do irrational. Something because I don't trust any human being with a weapon that's only meant for killing. And thirdly, if, if it comes to someone robbing my house, and I, I don't own a gun because, well, there's a commercial. Maybe I'll mention it some other time. But the second, but another reason why is because your kid is more likely to shoot himself with it than actually you ever using it for something mm. else. That's so that's why too. I would never own a gun. Like uh, I said, I'm just if the guy wants to rob me, I will be more than happy to give him my money, my Bibles. Yeah. I mean, I am willing to get rid of everything I own, so no harm will be done. Yeah. Um, obviously, if I have to defend, I will defend my family. And if I die for it and he leaves everybody alone, that's great. And my death's not in vain, necessarily. <laughs> and even if it was and he leaves and I'm just dead, I don't really care. I don't know dead. why it's funny to you that you said it's great. You're like, if I'm dead, that's great. It's great. <laughs> well, okay. No, because you, you, I get it. No, it's, I get it. You're it's the same joker as around the Pope and the Pope me, had all those bodyguards. I'm like, what are you afraid of? Dying and going to heaven? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. But that's how, as a Christian, I kind of think of it as, I mean... Granted, is there a heaven or not? We'll find out if I'm dead. But as far as I'm concerned, dying is not the worst. Sure. And so for me to arm myself and like to act like some stupid gunslinger in the West, some American cowboy who has to bring home a girl at the end of after I shot bad guys, that's ridiculous. And I, I hold no respect for people who have that mentality. Because you've literally lost all credibility. I mean, you basically think your life is a movie. Yeah. Right. They're your action star or something. Yeah, I'm going to go back down to the two swords buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. one, I think it's worth mentioning that Jesus is like, look, you guys might have to sell some stuff to go buy a sword. 
the disciples were like, uh, we got two right here. And Jesus is like, oh, that's fine. You don't have to sell anything. You know, like, he immediately, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he says it, and then he immediately walks it back. Like, the very next sentence, right? Okay. And if the disciples, you know, like, he sent them out two by two in other passages in Luke. So, you gotta wonder, like, if they're going out two by two, the twelve apostles, there's six groups and two swords. Yeah. So like four groups that don't have <laughs> yeah, like, there. I've already got some questions, <laughs> right? right? Like, and but the other thing is like there's a scriptural quotation in that passage that references Isaiah 53, right? And so you go back and you read Isaiah 53, you're like, well, maybe there's some significance to this passage. It can help us understand what's going on. Except that Isaiah 53 is the passage that says, "Well, the Lord desired to crush him and make him ill, and we'll see his descendants and enjoy a long life." His Having suffered, he will reflect on his earth. You'll be satisfied when he understands what he's done. I will assign him a portion with the multitudes. He will divide his spoils of victory with the powerful. Because he willingly submitted to death and was numbered with the rebels. Yeah. When he was lifted up the sin of many and intervened on behalf of the rebels. So, like, it's a passage that is talking, it's a prophecy about how Christ is going to sacrifice himself and be killed alongside people who deserve to be killed and he's going to die for them. And so, like, the idea that a passage that directly references the self, like, the life-sacrificing nature of Christ, you can't use a passage that's linked to that one to justify, well, that's why I should kill other people. Right? Like, if anything, it promotes the opposite behavior. I it, ought to suffer like Christ right. did. Right. And so, like, you, you have to understand, like, no scriptural reference in the New Testament is accidental. Like, the authors knew what they were doing. They did it on purpose. And so Jesus says to the disciples, hey, look, you got to go out and buy some buy some swords, you know, sell your cloak if you have to. The disciples say, well, we've got two. And he's like, oh, that's enough. And the author makes sure that that passage gets linked to a prophecy about Christ's sacrifice and dying on a cross. And so, like, it, it just kind of, you're just missing a giant clue stuck right in the middle of that passage. If you just take it at face value and say, okay, look, you know, you're, you're, you're supposed to go out and buy a, buy a gun. Mm. But I, I think, too, like, to, to pivot the conversation a little bit, like, you got to ask yourself the question, okay, what good are you doing by using a gun? Like, I get it. You can come up with all sorts of hypotheticals where it's a deterrent. Fine. Mm. But if you actually fire the thing at any point, what good are you doing if you kill someone? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a kind of a different topic, I feel like, at this point. Because you're, now you're getting the territory of, like, pacifism, I feel like, a little bit. But Yeah, I mean, it's related, but you're right, it's a different It topic. is also questioning, though, whether or not if people have value in life. Because, I mean, if you're going to sit there and say, well, I'm a Christian, I value all people, and I think, you know, Christ is the way, and... Christ suffered for all, mm-hmm. or maybe Christ only suffered for the elect, depending on who you think you are. Uh, this, I mean, you have to sit there and ask yourself, like Kevin just said about, you know, if I kill somebody, right? I've kind of ended it right there, right? I've treated him as an object, shot him, said he is no longer harmed to anybody, but I never sat there and thought, is he saved? Is or, it, the, he, or at the very least, you're from? saying that there is something more important than that person's life. Yeah, I think that's, that's you know, what which I say. and I've I've heard the argument, and there maybe, I think the best argument for owning a weapon, um, 
for reasons other than like trap shooting or skeet shooting or hunting yeah. or whatever. But if you're owning a weapon for self-defense, the only the only argument that I think holds any water at all is if you refuse to use it if you're the only one home and you only use it in defense of others. Which also is the only rationale I think that makes any sense at all for why a Christian nation would need a military. That's why I wanted to <clears throat> that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't word it properly. It's almost like uh, like Eric's I don't remember how long ago it was, Eric, but I do remember you saying something about that train thing. Like oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. like say if you could kill that person, would that prevent fifty people from getting killed or would that prevent Oh yeah, you're talking about like the trolley yeah, problem. Yeah, the, the, the trolley problem. But like seriously though, if you kill that one person like, would you have... Well, I think, uh, yeah, and that's... And I didn't really want to go on down this topic. That should be a This is a whole nother, like... This is the abortion. A whole nother episode. Oh, no. That's... But we're basically debating all of the core issues of a <laughs> Christian theology of the value of human life. Yeah, yeah. essentially, is... Is is a life... Is a life of many greater than the life of one, essentially, I think, is when you get down to it. Right. Yeah. And... I like that atheist question that went around on Facebook that said if if a, if a clinic that does um, babies, um, what's it called? Clinic does babies? Uh, a baby clinic? No, uh, a clinic abortion? No, a clinic that helps <laughs> no. you have children. Oh, parent a birthing clinic? fertility clinic. Oh. If you go into a, if a, if a fertility clinic's burning down and you can only save either a child that's in there screaming or a whole vat of unborn. Who do you save? And they were pawning this off on the uh, some Christians, and Christians voted the one kid, and they're like, oh, we'll see, you're going to massacre all the unborn. Right, yeah. That's a great. Christians did not like that one illustration. Um. Yeah, that just, that's not, that has nothing to do with gun rights. (laughs) (laughs) Now we really, we really. What is this, Eric? Let's let's go back to what we were talking about. (laughs) Okay, so. I keep coming back to this, though, because I feel like we're kind of explaining what he's saying there as far as Jesus and the two swords thing. But I don't know why. I still feel like that's that's still, I feel like, the only argument people really have, I feel like, against or for being a Christian. And only shouldn't it make them question, though? Like, if you're going to take one verse and say, hey, this is it. Whereas, you know, Jesus tells you to love your enemy how many times in the Bible? Jesus tells you to give up your money how many times in the Bible? Right. But you're going to cite this one scripture that you take yeah. out of context and say this is why we need to lock our doors, shoot immigrants, and all the other stuff? But, I mean, it, of course... But That's how the, you really feel, Eric. But, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. but, but we're going to the extreme, obviously. We go being almost cartoonish with, like, owning a gun that, yeah, you're a cowboy or whatever if you carry... But is it really but, that extreme? But, I mean, it is, but I mean, I, I mean, it can be, but I feel like there are there are some people who, I feel like, who can rationalize. Like, I know people who are... Oh, we need to have our guns because I'm afraid the government will take them away. Oh, guess what? A government can send in a drone. I mean, that's stupid. I don't, that's I, the that's, dumbest argument I've heard yet. It's not a good argument. I'm saying for the people who own it for self-defense, for whatever reason, they own it in their house and they are careful that they keep it in a safe and everything and those people are they say they're a christian i'm not saying they are or not i'm just saying they're they express the christians they own a, a weapon of some sort and they clearly say it's only for home self-defense i those are the people that i'm saying like that are using maybe this verse as an ex as an ex as a reason to justify that or is it just purely and and I, there's a part of me that like i don't disagree with it because like if someone comes to my house and wants to murder my wife or my daughter or something like that in my mind, I'm going to use whatever means I can possibly to stop that person. 
Right, but in that passage, it doesn't say that you need to defend yourself or your family. That passage just talks about taking two swords. You're okay. creating a lot of implication of what you think and what that scripture says, right. not what the scripture actually says. Yeah. Well, the question becomes, is it a righteous act to defend the life of an innocent by taking the life of someone who is attacking them? I mean, really, if you answer that question... It comes down to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you answer that question, then everyone's on the same page. I think, well, okay. I think the, the problem comes because not everyone has the same answer to that question. Yeah. And I come down on the side of, I, I still think that it's a non-negotiable for my personal faith. I, I think there is room for honest and intelligent disagreement on this. But for me, do no harm is an imperative. Like you, you personally. Yeah, for me personally. Yeah. Like if I walk up on the trolley problem... And I have the option of flipping the switch and killing one person or le- and saving the five. I, I do no harm. I do no action that causes harm. So you kill so, five people. So you kill five people. I don't kill five people. I do what I can to save the five And so people. this is the same. For- <laughs> but see, what, what you're doing with the trolley problem and the reason that I, I, I... Eric and I have fought about this before. <laughs> the reason I don't like the trolley problem is because it's never a binary choice. Yeah. It, in reality, it, you never actually run across that situation. There's always option number three. What? Okay. In real life, How there's so? always option number How three. How so? Because if you have someone who's attacking you in your house, it is simple and expedient to buy a gun to defend yourself. Okay. If you really feel the need to defend yourself and your family, take a martial arts class. Yeah, but that's 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 a joke. No, it's really a, not. A weapon, a gun versus martial Honestly, arts. Honestly, in the most orders, stories, it's I've, really not. One of the best stories I've actually heard of a guy defending his family from an intruder was an actual boxer mm-hmm. who beat the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm the guy you. is a pro yeah. boxer. I've heard of that too. Well, at what point are you going to get to that point in your you, training? If you you know, I guess if you want to have the time. Who has it? Your life. What, okay, what is the difference between that level of violence and using a so weapon? Here's what I'm saying. What you're, you're, what you're saying... You could be if you're severely... You don't hey, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I, I get that you guys want to fight about it, but here, here's the follow-up to what you just said. Okay. What you're saying is that the time that you would have to invest in getting proficient to defending yourself without a gun hmm. is more valuable to you than the attacker's life. Correct. Okay. You're right. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, here's, okay, here's a side question. Let's say I'm in the house with you for whatever reason. I'm, I'm <laughs> sleeping over in the night at your house. And I have a gun. I don't own a gun. Let's say this is hypothetical. I own a gun. And someone breaks in the house with the intent to harm and murder your family and me. Uh, you're you're of a conscious that you do not do no harm. But now, how about me? Are you okay with me shooting this guy and killing him? I'd tell you not to. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't be like... I, I wouldn't attack you to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. but again, we're getting super convoluted. If yeah. something like that is happening, we don't have time to sit down and have a discussion about it. One of us <laughs> is going to react. Yeah. Let's, let's think about this before you go. Like, I get that you're trying to kill my family right now, but I really need to talk this over with my yeah, friend. Like, yeah, I want to make, sure, sure, sure. make sure he's okay with murdering. And he's you. probably going to miss because he has <laughs> yeah. no gun. He has no gun to fight at all. He has a drain on through the roof. He's probably going to break his hand and shaking. kill my own he's family. Gonna, yeah, in the process. And uh, honestly, so. though, like, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I think that buying a gun to defend yourself is the expedient and low effort way to defend yourself. Because you talk to martial arts experts, and I've talked to a few of them. I am not one, so I can only repeat what I've heard. But I've talked to them, and they say within 15 feet, you know, someone who's 
a trained martial artist versus someone who is an accurate shot with a handgun. Sure. If you start less than 15 feet away from one another, it's kind of a wash. Like, yeah. it, 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 you don't have a... Neither person has a significant advantage. Like, it's not just game over. I think if you had a knife, you may have a better advantage at that point. Uh, if cool. you had a knife versus a guy with a gun, you mean? Yeah. Like, if quarter. you start within 15 feet, I'm like, I'm 10 feet away from Eric right now. You know, like... And I feel like I'm sitting next to the guy. Let's try this real quick. Get a gun. You get a knife. <laughs> You know, like, Alright I mean, guys, if you hear gunshots, uh, <laughs> yeah, had someone dying on podcast. Well, call the police immediately. Or seriously, like when your adrenaline's running and you're a kid and you're playing Nerf guns with your friend, how many times do you have to shoot before you actually hit your friend? I'm what? really good, so once, but yeah, that's me. Twice for me. Yeah, you guys are lying. But that's okay. <laughs> you know. I had the Nerf machine gun. I didn't have to aim. All, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that I, I refuse <laughs> to accept the premise that you have no choice, that your choice is ever kill someone or be killed. What about wounding? Shoot him in the leg. That's what I was thinking. You saying you're going to have shot to aim for a leg versus an entire torso? I don't don't shoot a gun. Exactly. This is the problem. We are all making decisions based off of not knowing crap. So that's the biggest problem of all. I mean, the school shooting, I'm not going to go into big details, but if you have a plan in place, instead of doing a fire drill once a month, why don't you actually do something like a school shooting once a month. A lot of and schools gonna, do. And I'm not Most condemning the school. Yeah, I'm not going to condemn the school. I'm Really, I'm condemning people as if they think that owning go- guns is the answer. Because of the fact is, you didn't plan for it. Well, you want to just basically, yeah. what Kevin said is, I want to spend very minimal time. Mm-hmm. I just want to own a handgun, shoot it every once in a while, and be done with it. Maybe not even take care of it and misfire and blow my hand off. But either way, I, the only people who are actually trained with weaponry and actually can use it well would either be a policeman or a military expert. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it based off of going on Reddit and anything else. Well, I mean, I think there's people. I, mean, well, I think that's a little bit of. I, uh, I'm gonna I'm time out really. Real quick. <laughs> I I agree with you in premise, but the school in in question on Valentine's Day actually did have those procedures and yeah. they put them into place. Yeah. And, and it and just I, didn't help because when you pull the fire alarm, everyone's in the, the hallway when he started shooting. The procedure right. I'm, is not, right. I'm not holding the school accountable. What I'm yeah, I just wanted to be after, really clear about that. For I'm going after more along the lines of, does people have a plan? Or are you just buying a gun to protect your home because it's the easiest option and you don't want to think about it and you yeah. just want to live like, like you have a set plan in place with right. your firearm. Well, I mean, and I, no one has the set right. plan in place. Everybody just wants to be like, oh, when he comes in, I'll bring out my gun and shoot him. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's not a wise answer. I don't go and buy a car and say, "Well, I'll just buy the first one on the spot because I don't have any plans." Well, I mean, I, I think well, maybe that, I do because I, I freaking live paycheck to paycheck, right? I'm saying that I think the few people I know that do own guns, they do regularly go to a range. They do practice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, and they're not just like completely like, I got a gun and that's all I need, and I never use it. I don't know how to load it or do anything sure. with it. No, my, but my, I, but I think that you you talk to people who have trained with guns. Like, and they will all say the same thing. I, I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who's trained who doesn't say this. Yeah. You don't draw your weapon unless you intend on shooting the to kill. To kill. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what they teach you. That's yeah. what it's for. That's what you don't teach. shoot yeah. to wound. Right. Yeah. You shoot center mass, and you shoot repeatedly center mass. Right. And so that's why, you know, and really don't want to go down this rabbit trail, so I'm going to mention it, we're going to keep going. That's why with all those shootings, you can't judge the police officer for the number of times they pull the trigger. Sure. Because right. once they pull the trigger once, their training is you keep pulling trigger. Until the person stops moving. Yeah. No, and probably beyond. Maybe like, that is their training. You know, that that's the whole point right. of using the gun 
is the situation has devolved to the point where I need to end this now and decisively for the good of myself and the people around me. You know, and so that is the purpose of a gun. And so if you want to buy a gun, then you need to be honest about it and say, I'm not going to do something cute and blow off his kneecap. You know, we're not Shepard Book from Firefly. We're not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you intend to use a weapon, you, you should aim center mass and you should shoot to kill and you should shoot to kill repeatedly. That is the way a gun is effective. Correct. If you want to defend yourself in a less violent way, you shouldn't use a gun or you should buy rubber bullets. But in that case, you're just going to knock them down and make them angry. Like, you're going to have to put a lot of effort in if you want to defend yourself without using lethal force. And my my position is, it is worth the extra effort or the extra prayer (laughs) to ask for that kind of defense either from God Hmm. or to train yourself to the point where you can do it yourself and then you can pray and then go beat the snot out of the guy. Like, Whatever you feel your conscience is leading you to do, then fine. Oh, man, a Father Brown episode. I'm feeling it. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Good night. But it, it's like, I, I, I'm just... No, I agree. I agree it, 100%. it kills me that when I talk to, to people who are professing Christians who advocate for, I've got a gun because I have the right to kill anyone who comes in my house, of which I don't know many in person, but I know a few. I, I just want to say, like, you're saying you want to do this to defend yourself. Do you believe that God can protect your family or not? Or do you believe that God's going to sit up in heaven and go, well, he didn't buy a gun, so I guess he's on his own. I guess that would depend on how many likes you would and prayers you would get for that one question, right? Yeah, we have to work that in at least one episode. But like, seriously. But it's the same line of thinking. It really is. Yeah. Do you believe that God will protect your family if you don't kill the attacker? Or... And this is even more controversial. Do you believe that it is possible that death is not the worst thing that can happen to you or your family? Sure. Which we kind of covered. Yeah. Which like, is not. It isn't. But apparently it is. It is and it isn't, right? Well, and that's the thing. If Paul was willing to go to hell, Paul if it would save others. Her, yeah. He said that, right? He, I mean, it's in the Bible, right. you know? And so... Jesus preached to... It's in the Bible as well. When he died, he preached to those that were in Noah's time. Right. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Noah's t- people or the people that did not get on the boat whatever they are were? <laughs> right. Born. So, it, it, yeah, and so it's one of those things where if your way of calculating what is moral and good and right is whatever protects me and mine and any collateral damage is acceptable, then I don't think you're thinking about it from a biblical point of view. Correct. I think you're thinking of it from a selfish point of view. Yes. And in this case, at least, the two are entirely incompatible. Um, did you two agree? They did. Uh, we I think we do often. This is horrible. We this is weird. We just like to fight it. about I'm how not, we say it. I'm all this out. <laughs> the fact that this whole episode is just going to be three minutes. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we had one question, actually, from a listener. This is our first hour, so yay. Wow. Alyssa uh, right. Riley, she asked, what about guns in church for protection? Yeah. Here's my. See, my, are we talking? Are we? Comment. Are we speaking theoretically, or are we speaking? What is my actual policy on guns? Kevin, you're a pastor. <laughs> what is your feelings on guns in church? Uh, I was a pastor of another church before I came to this one, um, and they actually had a security team, okay. where their job was to arm themselves and to make sure the entry points of the building were secure. 
Um, I hated that. Did you fire them? I, I did not. I was not. Were any, there any shooting while you were there? I, no, there were not. See, they were pre- prevented. Yeah, well, there weren't any shootings here either. But, like, when people would ask me, like, well, what do you think we should do? I'm like, leave your gun at home. Like, do, do, do you really think that God is incapable of taking care of his own house? Like, and so that is that is my official stance. If anyone ever asks me, do you want me to carry in church? I say, I'd rather you not. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to tell you you can't. I'm not going to check you on the way in. I'm not going to install metal detectors at the front door. But if you ask me and you respect my opinion, I would ask that you leave it home. My opinion is people who carry guns, I support you, but it's not my thing. Okay. What do you mean by support? Not support, but it's like, if they do their thing, I do my thing. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, it's not, I don't hate people for it. Like, Yeah, I, I meddle more than that. Yeah. Occupational hazard. But I don't hate people for it. Like, people use them for hunting, for defending themselves, like, you know, but it's one of those things where it, it, it was never my thing, but I'm not going to hate someone for it yeah. because it's their thing. It's what they want to do. And it's their belief. Yeah. I, I don't want, that's kind it. of my thing. Like yeah. I want to, like, I want to make, like, I want to make it known that like, I, I'm going to respect someone else's choice. Cause that's their choice. It's not my choice. Like I can't make them do my choice. That's their choice. And I have to understand that. doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but and I'm not, doesn't mean I have to agree with it or support it, but it's one of those one of those things where that their choice, and in my head, I have a little sense of security or something if something happens. That's just my my opinion. Like I'm never, I'm probably never gonna own a gun, even if I joke about it. But yeah, I'm not I'm not going to hate on my friends that do own guns. Right, right. I I won't hate people for owning guns. In fact, for hunters, I'd rather them use a gun over a bow and arrow. Because you're really doing the animal more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as, like, should a Christian own a gun as f- to defend his family? Should, I mean, all that stuff, I'm kind of like, you guys have missed the point. Right. And I, that's where I'm at, too, is I take a pastoral interest in... I want to ask people, especially people who are in my church, because, you know, that gives me a certain privilege and obligation both to just be a little meddling, <laughs> you know. Um I would be concerned about what that attitude would do in other areas of their life as well. You know, if you believe that you need to protect yourself because you're not sure God will. Yeah. You know, in what other areas in your life are you taking guns to help protect you? Well, in in what other areas in your life are you taking matters into your own hands? You know, is it a lack of trust? Is it, you know, like I, that's a good question. Yeah, I feel like maybe it maybe maybe it causes there's more concern there for some other bigger area that is more. I, I honestly out. believe that if you I feel know. like you need to own a gun to protect your family, I think it's a symptom. I don't think it's uh, its own issue. I think it there's there's something else going on. Maybe there's something else going on. Well, you know, I mean, I I have talked to, and I do not mean to characterize all gun owners this way. So yeah, we are at this point. We've please don't everyone. send hate mail over this, but please don't send guns. I, I know at least in <laughs> I think there'd be more like or bullets. Yeah, bullets. Yeah, at, at least in one case, there was somebody who claimed they needed to own a gun because people might come in and attack their family. And I was like, okay, well, you know, crime in our our area is really really low. Yeah. Like, why why are you so worried about that? And like over the course of the conversation they finally just came right out and said it. Like it was minorities and immigrants and people who weren't white. 
you know. And all of a sudden I went, okay, so that's a much bigger issue than whether or not you have a gun. You know, let's talk about this now. Like, this is this is the it's real like, issue. Be more likely to be shot by a white male. <laughs> well, and, and at that point, no statistics matter. Like, the stabber. Oh, good night. He was, yeah, because at that point, no statistics matter. No, like, it's not a rational discussion at that point. No. That's not what it's about. It's you know, like, fear. I could cite statistics all day about gun violence and how we kill more Americans than terrorists do, and, like, nobody cares. It's not. It's never changed anyone's mind to cite statistics like that. Yeah. Facts don't change anybody. No. They Bullets don't. do. Bullets. <laughs> and holes. And Russian trolls on Facebook with memes. Lots of holes. I do like a meme. Actually, I hate memes. Anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it for today. Um... As always, like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know if you can like on Twitter, but you should. You can. You can. Good you to can, know. But Amazing. you can only like individual tweets. All right. Uh, listen to us on iTunes or Google or SoundCloud if you want. What's a SoundCloud? I don't know. It's something great, and it's a cloud and a range sound. Uh, <laughs> next episode, if you're listening next time, we're going to be talking about should kids be forced into religion and should you make your child go to church? Uh, as always, I've been Josh Krause, your host. I am Eric Lithaffy. Coffee didn't kick in, Mark. <laughs> I'm Kevin Eccles, and always remember, one like equals one prayer. <laughs> <laughs>